You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Monday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. All right, y'all, I hope you had a fantastic weekend. On today's show, we have a couple things we're going to be breaking down. We're going to talk about Iowa Hawkeye Athletics, the field hockey team, baseball team, softball team, covering that. Then we're going to hop into an interview we did with a soon-to-be Iowa Hawkeye wrestler, Brendan Swafford, the two-time NAIA champion at Graceland. Um, he was you know, kind enough to jump on the show and uh, had a fantastic conversation with him. Really excited to see what he can do. Obviously a very motivated and uh, enthusiastic young man. Really excited to, to kind of show you that interview. After that, we're going to wrap up the show with some recruitment talk. So the big thing, you know, I, we talked a little bit about it last week, but Iowa lost out on an in-state tight end target. All right, that's a big deal. Um, they didn't get Eli Raritan. He committed to Notre Dame. Last year, we didn't get Thomas Fedone. We also missed out on Theo Johnson. What is going on with Iowa and tight ends? Matthew Bain wrote a little bit about this in his, his recruiting column, but I'm going to expand a little bit on it and talk about who can Iowa get now at the tight end position and then do a quick breakdown of scholarship distribution for 2022. So that being said, let's start covering some of the Iowa athletics. We'll get to Brennan's interview, and then we'll wrap up with scholarship distribution. The field hockey team did fall to University of North Carolina 3 to nothing in the Final Four. Um, honestly, it was the first field hockey game I have ever watched, and it was – a ton of fun. My only complaint is I wish we could watch more of these. Um, it was a lot of fun watching the girls. They had so many scoring opportunities and just couldn't convert. Uh, North Carolina did beat them and go on to win the national title, but um, this team will be back, and they will be back better than ever, and I'm excited to watch them next year. The softball team went 3-1 and one this weekend versus Nebraska, moving to 23-17 and 17 on the season. They won 1-0, lost 4-0, and then won 6-1-4-1. Allison Ducci, did it again. One hit in Nebraska, and she's having a phenomenal season so far. The softball team gets Illinois next week. The baseball team won two of three versus Penn State. Almost won three of three. They struggled that last game. Um, had an interesting play at the plate. Iowa sent the runner, um, got tagged at the plate. That was the game time run to end the game. Penn State got a little chirpy. The parents got a little chirpy. Um, I'm sorry, but when you suck like Penn State does and you're going to be like that, uh, that's a little bit ridiculous. Iowa does have nine Big Ten games left, though. They need to go probably 6-3, and three, if not 7-2, and two, to ensure a spot in the NCAA Regional. So um, we'll keep you posted on, on how all that looks, how all that plays out over the next couple weeks. On the football side, we talked a little bit about this last week, but we have a couple transfers from the Iowa football program. Jack Sharp and Connor Kapisak, both walk-on quarterbacks, are transferring. Um, Jack just joined the program this year, so I, I, I do find it interesting why he's already transferring. But uh, nevertheless, I wish both of them the best. Um, clearly, they probably just want more playing time. They were a bit behind. They weren't going to get a chance behind Alex and Deuce and Spencer, and then obviously Joey coming in here in a bit. Another transfer, Jake Karchinski, um, a three-star prospect out of Wisconsin, came in two years ago. He hasn't played yet. Came in as a strong side defensive end, and that 
it's unfortunate whenever you lose players out of the program, but it's also to be expected. So with spring ball, you get a chance to see where you are in the pecking order and how far down you are in the pecking order, and you start taking a look at the people that are in front of you and what their ages are, right, and whether or not you want to stay there. There's guys like John Wagner who saw the playing time in front of him and was willing to wait for three years. But sometimes if you're a guy maybe like Jake, you look at that and you say, there's too many guys in front of me. I might never have a path to playing time, and I want to go get an opportunity to play. So maybe I transfer out and, and do whatever. I'm, I'm just speculating on, on kind of what that thought process is, and I get it. Um, with spring practice, expect a few more transfers out. I, I don't think this is the last of the transfers out so far. Um, with kids you know, going home to you know, going back home, they could have an opportunity to kind of think about their future a little bit more. So I expect probably one or two more transfers. That's my thought. That always happens at the end of the spring ball. Um, but wish, wish all three of them the absolute best. On the football note, again, Keith Duncan is starting a kicking coaching program for middle school and high school kids in central Iowa. So if you are an aspiring kicker, definitely go check out the GOAT um, as he trains kids to become future kickers as well, um, as he also trains himself to hopefully get into the NFL, which is ultimately the the ultimate goal with him, as we talked about him with on the show a few weeks ago um, when we had him on. So that is... The roundup for Iowa Hawkeye Athletics, that that does it. That is it. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with Brennan Swafford on segment two of the show today. So um, really excited for that. Stay tuned after a few messages, and we'll get to Brennan Swafford. That's about a 10-minute interview, um, so really excited to get you there. That's why I want to hurry up and get through these to, to get to him. So before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you about some awesome stuff we have here at the Locked On Podcast Network. If you haven't heard of BetOnline.ag already, you got to check them out. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action at BetOnline.ag. They have so many things you can bet on. Last week, it was the NFL Draft and Kentucky Derby. They have, you know, they had bets on Saturday Night Live whether or not Dogecoin was going to go up or down. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you can do at betonline.ag. So it doesn't just have to be sports. It can be really whatever you want. They got odds on everything. So get in on the action, have some fun, go to betonline.ag, and you can access betonline.ag from anywhere in the country. So I'm looking at you, Minnesota. I'm looking at you, potentially Wisconsin, wherever you can't get access to those apps even a better opportunity to go to betonline.ag. But betonline.ag is the best in the business. Um, So before the next bitch, head over to the BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today for a free account and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's right, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. 50% 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, y'all. And as I teased a little bit, segment two, we have two-time NAIA champion from Graceland, a Iowa Hawkeye transfer, Brennan Swafford. Um, really enjoyed my conversation with him. I just want to give you a quick note. I, I messed up and didn't click record right when we started talking. Uh, so cut off couple seconds of it so we're going to jump into it um just to give you some context the question i asked brennan was you know how did you get here what was your recruiting experience like in high school and he started talking about um you know what 
how he played multiple sports, um, his interest for in football versus wrestling, etc. Um, so we're going to get into that interview right now. I was a multi-sport athlete, so there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of different things for me to consider. Um, I, w- I was really heavily into football in high school, and uh, Graceland was the only um, college that really like offered me any like heavy scholarships or anything for football. And I had my mindset on playing football in high school um, after the state finals. Um, I, I lost a one point match and, you know, it kind of, it turned me away from the sport for a little while. And um, it was one of those things, like at the time I wanted to play football and then I went off and did that. And when I got there, it was, things weren't really going too well for me on the football team. I kind of just decided to join the wrestling team. And, you know, from there, I, I talked to Zach Mullins and he uh, got me accepted into their their room and you know from there the rest was history wait so you didn't even want to wrestle in college then no no i didn't um i was kind of stuck between the two until the state finals and you know when i had that uh like heartbreaker match um my senior year um it took second twice so yeah after that after that last match in high school um i had my mind set on football because it just you know it sucked for me yeah were you getting recruited at all for wrestling Oh yeah. Yeah. I was getting recruited by like a lot of colleges. It was just, you know, how things pan out. Yeah. So you obviously make the switch. You decide to wrestle at Graceland and uh, clearly it worked out for you, right? You win two national titles. Do you feel like you grew at any point in that? I mean, what, what led to that growth or do you feel like you were always kind of that wrestler and you just, you were already so close. I mean, just talk to me a little bit about that development from, from losing your state title to winning two national titles. You know, when I got into college and like after the first couple like matches I had, it, it kind of hit me that, you know, Oh, you know, there's things I'm going to have to change about my style, whether it be, you know, just technique things or my conditioning. Um, my freshman year, you know, I, I got mono, so I had to kind of sit out for like a month and a half uh, during season and it was kind of affecting me all season. So it was one of those things like where I had to get in tremendous shape for nationals. And uh, it really was a rude awakening, just like kind of like how hard it really you really have to work in college, you know, at any level, really. Um, and uh, yeah, I just it, it kind of hit me how, you know, different mm, the pace was mainly like the pace is way, way higher and seven minutes long, like guys are going harder and for longer. So it's, it's different for sure. Yeah. That's tough, man. And so tell me about the experience of winning an NAIA title. I mean, you can, again, you got second in state in high school, you win a title. Finally, what was it like? Did you feel like you took a chip off your back? You finally got the monkey off your back, that kind of thing when you finally got that W. Oh yeah. Big time. Um, from there, it, after that, it was just like, I can just relax and like not worry about, you know, just like obsessing about the title and, you know, just dominating from here on out, you know, it's just, uh, and it was, it was a huge monkey off my back. It was just, you know, it felt like a curse at some, at, at some point. And, um, yeah, it was just, yeah, it, it was a pretty surreal moment too. Like, like after it happened, like, you know, I was celebrating and stuff, but like, it really didn't feel real for a minute. So it was <laughs> kind of had to set in at first. So what was that realization moment? Like, when did you find like, wow, I just did this. It kind of just came on like, like the next day I was just like, I, I can't believe I did that. You know, like it was like such a high, like right afterwards that it was just like, like it just felt unreal, you know? Yeah, that's amazing, man. And so 
I happened to see your Twitter. I don't know how it kind of popped across, but you put the little eye emojis and somehow like, look what's coming next, I believe. Right. And so I was like, and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, is he going to go to Iowa? That was my thought. I don't know why I thought that. And then all of a sudden the next day you, you posted, you're going to Iowa. So um, obviously welcome to Hawkeye nation. We're excited to, to have you on the uh, national title winning mm-hmm. Iowa Hawkeye wrestling squad, but why Iowa and why now? You know, um, it was one of those things, like I was starting to really heavy, cons- heavily consider like after we got the, uh, free COVID year, um, I was like, well, you know, I'm probably gonna end up at Iowa anyways. Like I might as well just pull a trigger on this. And after they won the national title, it was like, this is where I really feel like I would succeed. You know, if I, if I join the Hawkeyes, like, and I'm trying to like, you know, do the international stuff, hopefully win world, world titles and stuff like that, hopefully. And, you know, if I'm going to do that, it's like, I felt like, you know, I was like a, the obvious choice there. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I was the one that kind of pulled the trigger on that. And uh, yeah. Uh, I love it, man. So um, what was that? Was there a recruiting, was there a recruiting process to that? Or did you just basically tell Tom Brands like, Hey, look at me, man. I won two NAI titles. I want to come here. And he said, great. Or did he reach out to you? How did that work? Um, so I, messaged Ryan Morningstar and you know they were on board with it and then he sent a I think email to my coach and I talked to my coach about it and pretty much from there it was like they're allowed to have contact after that um and yeah it was it was me reaching out to them basically that's awesome man so what are the expectations uh you you know, you realize I was bringing back every single wrestler, um, but you're a competitor, man. Like I'm, I'm sure you want to try to be in the lineup as much as possible. What are your expectations going to Iowa um, this year? And then obviously after this year, cause you know, they're, they're losing Michael Kimmer after this year. So what are your thoughts um, being a part of the Iowa wrestling team after this year? Um, you know, uh, I have a red shirt under my belt. So, you know, next year it could be just like a preparation, getting used to the D one environment type of thing. You know, I'm, I'm just going to wait and see what they say on that. Um, it, and I'd love to, you know, just pick, you know, those guys' brains like around my weight class, you know, and get prepared for like that level, um, of wrestling. And, you know, I'm, I'm obviously a competitor, you know, it's, you know, it's like, obviously starting is, you know, a, a big deal, you know, yeah. and that's something I try and do. That's, that's something everybody's got to try and do. Um, and, you know, it's just, I'll probably be doing like a lot of the open tournaments and stuff next year is my guess. That's exciting, man. So do you anticipate sticking at that 174 weight class? Uh, yeah. Like I, I think right now for now. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Nice. And what are your goals then post I, we talked about um, international type of stuff. What is, what are your career goals for wrestling? Well, my ultimate goals, uh, world champ, Olympic champ. Um, you know, if, I, I'm a big believer in, you know, just betting on yourself, um, you know, in, just, you know, if you're not going to, if you're not going to bet on yourself, then like, what are you even doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that's my ultimate, ultimate goals. But, uh, you know, I'm, when I'm Iowa, I want to win national titles too. You know, that's, that's another thing, you know, crack the lineup. That's, you know, you just gotta, you gotta set them those, those small goals and take it one at a time. Um, so yeah, I think for now it would just be like getting better and cracking the lineup. Definitely, man. Um, I got to ask you, do you feel like Iowa is the best state in the country for wrestling? High school wrestling. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think so. I think it's, it's probably like, you know, us, Pennsylvania, obviously, New Jersey, 
Cali is pretty good because they have a really high population. Um, and then probably like Minnesota or Ohio. Yeah. Awesome, man. Um, my final question for you is what are you going to be studying? What were you studying at Graceland? What are you studying at Iowa? Um, what are your plans for that? Okay. So I'm going to be doing graphic design there. Um, I, I looked in, I, I think they have a pretty good program going on there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I think they have, I think they have a, 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 like a grad, like a master's program after that too. So that, that was, that was one of the things I was looking at and, uh, you know, when they announced the free COVID year or whatever, um, I was like, well, you know, Iowa is an option because they have that uh, master's program. Um, and, you know, I was thinking maybe I could just, you know, continue it there for like a year, but I just decided to pull the trigger on that. Yeah, man. So I actually have one more question for you and I'll let you go. I know it's uh, Tuesday night. You have stuff to do, I'm sure, but you have the redshirt year available. You had the mm -hmm. COVID year where you have a free year. How many mm -hmm. years of eligibility do you have? Is it two or three? Okay. So I got the redshirt year and then two years free. Okay. Or years total for like wrestling in the lineup. So three, yeah. So you have three years total where you could be an Iowa Hawkeye wrestler, um, yep. barring some godforsaken another pandemic and another yeah. free year, right? But <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. So you have three years left. That's awesome, man. Uh, Brennan, I really appreciate you hopping on the phone with me. Um, super excited to see what you can do as an Iowa Hawkeye. And anything, any last things you want to tell the Iowa Hawkeye fans? I mean, you know, Iowa Hawkeye wrestling fans are rabid about their Iowa Hawkeye wrestlers. So what are any, what's anything you want to tell the Iowa Hawkeye fans out there? I'm super excited to see you guys in the arena next year. It's going to be electric. Hell yeah, man. All right, y'all. And that concludes our conversation with Brennan. Um, a big shout out to him for jumping on the show. I really enjoyed that conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, he's going to be a fantastic addition to the Iowa wrestling team and really excited to see what he can do. Clearly, um, he has some very big aspirations and uh, it sounds like when he puts his mind to something, he, he makes it happen. So a great addition to Iowa wrestling. Before we get to segment three, I do want to tell you about Built Bar, though. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar on the market today. It is my go-to snack in the morning, after a workout, whatever it might be. Built Bar is where I go. They have so many phenomenal flavors, and there's a flavor for literally everyone. They got fruity stuff. They got sweet stuff. Um, you name it, you can get it. They got cherry. They got raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel. And every bar is covered in 100% chocolate, and they are soft and easy to chew. I'm not kidding. I've tried so many built bars, or not built bars. I've tried so many protein bars, and none of them match up to built bar in terms of taste or the health benefits. Let me tell you about the health benefits. For example, one of my favorite built bars is the mint brownie. It has 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. You can't find that anywhere, and you can't find it with that kind of delicious taste that it has. So right now, get your hands on a built bar today by going to builtbar.com and using the promo code locked15, L O C K E D 1 5, and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Use the promo code locked15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, y'all, we are back for segment three of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. And as I kind of teased before we got here, we got to talk about recruiting. Um, class 2022 recruiting is in full steam right now. Iowa is hot on the trails of many players, and I expect with how with the, all the official visits they have coming up this summer, um, with the people they be able to get to uh, players to their two spring practices, I expect we're going to see recruiting and committing pick up significantly over the next two to three months. Um, you know, June, July is really the time where we start seeing that class develop. 
One area that people have a lot of attention on, though, is that tight end position. Eli Raridan, Des Moines Valley product, committed to Notre Dame. Thomas Fedone committed to Nebraska. He's an Iowa product. Theo Johnson, not an Iowa product, but commits to Penn State. Why aren't these guys coming to Iowa? Well, it's simple. Iowa never had a great chance to begin with. Yes, they might be Iowa kids. That doesn't mean you grow up an Iowa fan. For example, Eli grew up a Notre Dame fan. His dad played at Notre Dame. Thomas Fedone grew up a Nebraska fan. That's what you get when you're kind of on that west side of Iowa. It's a hit or miss group there, whether or not they like Nebraska, Iowa State, or Iowa. Iowa's the furthest one of the three from them. So it's just one of those things where I feel like Iowa fans are expecting a bit more because they look at our reputation of developing tight ends and you think the obvious answer is Iowa. But for some of these kids, they've grown up wanting to play at these specific universities. In Eli's case, Notre Dame has produced some very high-quality tight ends. When you talk about tight end U, Notre Dame is is usually in that conversation. They, I don't think they can compete with Iowa anymore, but they are in that conversation. So um, that kind of goes there. But where can Iowa go from here? I think they have really two main options at this point. You know, they were originally on Micah Riley-Ducker and Caden Helms, both from Bellevue West. Um, Caden had Iowa in his top 10, but he has several official visits scheduled and nothing for Iowa. And the crystal ball for him is going to Oklahoma, uh, 7 out of 10. So let's let's consider Caden off the, the board. Micah Riley-Ducker, though, seemed to have a fantastic visit to Iowa um, when he went for spring practice. His last official visit is Iowa. He's also checking out Tennessee, Wisconsin, Auburn, and Iowa State. Um, Tennessee, Wisconsin teams that have produced quality tight ends. Iowa State has some quality tight ends. So um, there is some competition there, but I I would say that's probably my best guess for where Iowa could land a big-time tight end. We also have Andrew Keller out of Wisconsin. He just received an offer. Um, That's another guy to watch out for as well. Um, Kind of an under-the-radar type of guy, but Iowa clearly likes him, and they need to get, I would say, two tight ends in this class after not getting any tight ends in last year's class. So um, to me, that's that's the big thing they need to be looking at. But from a scholarship distribution perspective, there's several spots where I could see Iowa really targeting. The first one being tight end, right? They didn't get any tight ends in that last class. They need to get tight ends. Otherwise, you run into a situation that happened when Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson leave, and Iowa's kind of devoid of talent. You know, they didn't have anything at the tight end. They didn't have a lot at the tight end position. So they need to grab some guys there. Um, I think based off of what they've recruited, they probably need at least – Definitely one, but probably two running backs. Um, Devin Hilson signed late, but they like to bring in running backs. And I could see them bringing in two for this class, especially because I see Devin Hilson possibly playing some other positions as well. Um, Another position I think they're going to really target is the defensive backs. Uh, Two years ago, they grabbed two corners and one safety. They've been performing really well. Um, This year, they only grabbed one safety in Cooper DeGene. They have Riley Moss. They have Xavier Williams and Matt Hankins, all seniors, right? Riley could technically stay because he has an extra year, but these three guys are going to be gone, and the other guys are getting older there, right? Dane Belton going into year three, Kayvon Merriweather going into year three, Jack Kerner, right? So a lot of these guys are a bit older, and you want to start building that depth for later on. Iowa's probably going to target defensive backs pretty heavy in this recruiting cycle. Linebackers, I expect them to be in on one or two. They're only playing really two full time, so but there's not a ton of depth. Um, I would I would expect them to probably grab one guy each class, if not, and sometimes two depending on on drafting and whatnot. Quarterback's going to be one. We know that wide receiver. Just given how many wide receivers they have in that room, 
I just can't imagine them getting more than two at this point. I, I would say probably just one. I mean, they brought in three, I think, the year before, three this past year. There's just so many guys in that room. And they have, you know, Tyrone Tracy, Nico Regani, Charlie. They have years of eligibility left. So, um, to me, that's, that's, uh, that's not a position of need at this point. Um, they always target offensive line and defensive line. Usually try to get between three and five guys. Um, I think they're going to continue that trend. Three to four guys on the O line, three to four guys in the defensive line. Um, they always play. They always have to place a huge emphasis on the defensive line just because they're losing three to four guys every single year. Now that being said, defensive line is the only area where they have gotten guys at. They have Caden Crawford and Aaron Graves, uh, so two great guys, um, two highly touted prospects on that defensive line. That to me is where they're really. You know they're kind of set at this point. Doesn't need to be as strong of an emphasis now, but um, I expect them to get probably, you know, another one to two guys there for right now. So lots of lots of opportunity there. Iowa in on quite a few guys. When you're looking through the list, I mean, you're looking at running backs. Caleb Johnson um, is a guy to watch out for. When you're looking at wide receivers, you got Tommy McIntosh, who could probably be a tight end. You got I can't even – Elik Ayamanor from Massachusetts, he's a guy to, to watch out for as well. Uh, again, tight end is a spot where I think Iowa could be heavy on. Micah Riley-Ducker has the official visit. Andrew Keller is definitely interested. When you go over to the tackle spot, you got Nick Herzog, a guy from Blue Valley where Mason Richmond came from. You got Dalen Hessert and Jack Dotzler. Uh, so Iowa heavy on some tackle prospects. At guard, you got a four-star guy that is very interested in Iowa from Wisconsin, Carson Hinsman. Now, when you go over to defensive end, like I said, Iowa has two defensive linemen already, and they have several that they're in on. Hunter Deo is a guy to watch out for at the defensive tackle spot from Council Bluffs, Iowa. Six foot three, 270 pounds. He's born ready to play that defensive tackle spot. Um, you also got Chase Cutter and DJ Allen. So Iowa is very heavy in on that defensive line spot. Again, they would not have a problem with taking all three of those guys if needed. They don't have a lot of you know, huge time prospects at the linebacker position yet. Uh, several of the guys they've reached out to have already committed. Um, so not a lot going on there, but we'll, we'll see that pick up as we get closer. Jalen Peoples is announcing his commitment July 1st, I believe. He's a guy out of Texas, um, and he, Iowa's been in on his recruitment as of late. He's a defensive back, so expect him to, to look very heavily at him. At safety, you got the first and only place you can look at is Xavier um, from Southeast Polk. Iowa has a lot of competition here, but I think if they can grab him, that would be a huge, huge, and obviously you all know that, but a huge grab for Iowa to be able to keep that player in state. Sounds like he does appreciate the staff. Um, What he's looking for is a program that is close to home, but also far enough away where he can feel like he can be his own person. He's away from all the stuff of high school um, and also a place that develops defensive backs. That's all well and good. That actually sounds like Iowa is very much in the running, but then when you look at it, Ohio State's also in the running, and I could argue that Ohio State is very much fits that mold as well. So that'll be interesting to see how that works out. Um, from an athlete perspective, Aiden Lowry, um, he's a guy who I think would probably be a, a running back at the next level, in my personal opinion. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what they do there. So that's a quick preview of the recruiting uh, aspect of Iowa football. Like I said, I expect a few more recru- uh, a few more commits happening over the course of the next two to three months. Really excited to see that. And as we get those commits coming in, we'll try to bring them on the show, talk to them a little bit about their recruiting plot process, why they chose Iowa football 
etc. Um, Iowa is getting a lot of hype from national media outlets in terms of being a top 25 team. We'll be covering that later in the week. And we have some other great content coming up to you on this week every single day, Monday through Friday. If you're listening to the show and you've had issues downloading the show from Apple, download it from any of our other sites you can get from the Odyssey app. You can get it from Spotify, anywhere where you can get a podcast at, you can get the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast at. So if you're having trouble with Apple, go somewhere else and find the show. And make sure to check out last week's shows. We had so many good people on. Um, we had Blake Guerin, you know, Iowa baseball commit. We had Celia Palermo doing a spring football breakdown. And we had Patrick McCaffrey on as well. So lots of fantastic content we've been producing for you. And again, thank you all for tuning in and listening. If you like the show, give us that five-star review and follow us wherever you downloaded the show. And if you like the show so much you want to listen to some more Locked On content, you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts at. So if you get done listening to this and you want to listen somewhere else, go to Locked On Today. Also, just thank you all. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you have a fantastic Monday. And as always, let's go Hawks.